Welcome to Just Woke Up, a podcast about spiritual awakenings and the self-love healing journey home. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. Welcome to another episode of Just Woke Up. I'm so excited because uh, um, these people that you're about to listen to for the next, I hope, hour are just some of my favorite people in the entire world and definitely uh, one of my favorite healers. Please welcome Jonathan and Isla, a.k.a. the Love Gurus. Thank you for having us, Ellie. (laughs) We love you. We miss you. you. Come back. I love you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you know, I just uh, want to say really quickly, I was in L.A. when I was going through a very, very deep breakdown, and I had just met Jonathan through my mentor um, at the time, and she, I had left an event, and she called me. She was like, get back here right now. I was like, okay. I didn't even ask any questions. I was like, okay. So I turned back around, and she's like, need him? He's an insane healer. Like, she's like, I, he's my healer, and he's, like, done amazing things. So I was like, okay. So I was breaking down in L.A., and I just reached out to Jonathan, and I was like, I'm freaking out. I know you don't know me, but I'm bugging out. And you guys got on the phone, and you welcomed me into your home, and you really brought me down to the breath, and you just spent so much loving time with me. And I remember leaving feeling so much lighter and feeling so in gratitude for that experience, that moment, that love, that are you know come into our home there was no questions you know and I was even telling you, I was like I'm going through a very rough financial time you're like, you're like it's fine like it wasn't like okay maybe we can work out a payment plan in the middle of my breakdown you're like no come on in and you treated me with just so much love and I think that speak that's the 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 language that I always want to speak and so it's really rare to meet people like you and I'm so honored you know I I do wonder what the three of us our relationship is in other lives because I can see you know you know us in Egypt and like you you know you got a goddess over here then you got this god over here and was I your friend you know like was I your daughter I don't know I always call you mom and dad anyways I'm talking too much but uh would you guys introduce yourself and uh, a little bit about what you do and how you two met well, a little bit about what we do. We, you know, a lot of our entire business started from our relationship. You know, when we mm-hmm. met, we had talked for a while. We went on some dates and we were taking things very slowly. You know, I wasn't looking to get into a relationship. She wasn't really looking to get into anything serious. And, you know, it just started to happen. And when we went to have sex, it just, it wasn't working. It wasn't there. Something was off. And that, set us down this path getting into tantra and Taoist sexuality and sacred sexuality and healing and all this stuff and probably for the whole first year of our relationship we were venturing into becoming whole in ourselves you know we knew something was off something wasn't working and and why wasn't the relationship working and I think we found a lot of self-healing and a lot of self-realization in that And, you know, as soon as that light bulb went off, as soon as we're like, oh, my God, we get it. We we know what's going on. We understand this. We immediately just felt like we had to share that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we saw so many people around us suffering. It's funny because sex is such a big vehicle for transformation and for for consciousness, except when people are faced with difficulties in sex, the first thing they do is like, oh, we got to break up. It's not working. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Let's, let's spice it up. Let's yeah. do this and let's do that. Instead of looking inwards to see what's actually showing up, 
they leave the relationship or they they try to find an excuse not to look inwards. And what we did was the complete opposite. We're like, well, we love each other. Why isn't this working? This should be natural. This should be something that's just there. Why isn't it there? Mm-hmm. And it was there. It was just blocked by all of this trauma, all of this conditioning, all of this pain from past relationships, from all of this stuff that was blocking our sexuality from from coming alive in front of each other. So we started doing workshops in LA. And then from those workshops, people were reaching out to us to do one-on-one stuff. And in those one-on-one sessions, we started to realize it's almost hard to take credit for bridging is the method we came up with. And that's what we do in our sessions now. And it's almost hard to take credit for it because it's just so naturally and so organically unfolded. But we realized what we were doing in the bedroom and what we were learning in our sexuality, we could take the energy of that and bring it into a session that wasn't sexual, Mm -hmm. that was just about healing and about moving energy, right? It's, Um, It's a very intimate process of connecting to somebody and allowing them to be themselves. Because a lot of people I don't think have been witnessed with with that kind of energy. They, they are usually hiding somehow, but we open up a space for them to be seen and to be heard and to be loved. Mm-hmm. And that is transformational because in doing that, people purge all of this darkness and then mm-hmm. they can start to reconnect with that original sexual energy or whatever energy they want to connect to in their body and let go of some pain. And sexual energy is really just creative energy, inspired energy, life energy, right? It's all it, it's all the same thing. It's all sort of wound up within each other coming from the same source. And the same thing that happened to you, Ali, like you were able to let go of some of those heavy things you came in with and feel that lightness and feel that inspiration. Mm-hmm. And what happened to you? Immediately you want to share that mm-hmm. and you want to give that away and you want to help other people find that and so that same thing had happened to us and we were just, you know, sort of playing our part, right? Stepping into this insp- inspirational energy to give back and to help others wake up, right? And we love the name Just Woke Up, right? It's like, like, I, li- I like that because it is speaking to the fact that someone is there sleeping. The, mm-hmm. Something is already there. It's not creating something. It's not building something. It's this dormant energy, this this being, this essence that's already inside of you waking up, even though our physical body is awake and our, you know, we can think, we can function, we can work, we can have sex, all this stuff. That's like the very basic layer of it. There's this deeper essence and this deeper energy. You know, it's a second birth, right? It's like a rebirth of self, your true self coming up to the surface. And mm-hmm. that's what that's what we want to help people find for themselves, you know, not because we say to do it or because we say to do it this certain way, but helping them find what that looks like to them. Yes. You know, speaking of awakening, it's not like, you know, was it that you two had met and then you were having your awakenings side by side or had you already like awakened to the consciousness that oh I am much more than this and this reality or what what's the story in that I think that had been happening before we met for both of us in very different ways Uh, for him well he can talk about that but for me it had been more about tuning into my body and um, realizing to trust my intuition because women are naturally so intuitive and I have blocked 
so much of that growing up because I was afraid of it because I was I thought I was going to be crazy or people were going to label me a certain way. And coming to L.A., I found this freedom in exploring that magic because that, it was so magical to tap into that aspect of myself. And I was constantly reading and discovering books and like videos and all of this stuff, doing my research of, of finding myself. And actually that's how we connected because he would send me, he would be reading the same book I was reading or he would send me a video and I was like, oh, this guy is interesting. So even though we weren't really, we hadn't met yet, there was this connection of, of wanting to tap into something bigger than ourselves. And for him, he yeah. had just come out of um, rehab. rehab. I, was a, I was a little over a year sober when I met her. And I think in a lot of ways, we had very complementary energies. I, you know, coming from a musician background and being very, I was, you know, a risk taker and uh, druggy and, you know, like a lived a really crazy lifestyle. I was very much in that extreme. And when I met her, I was just really, you know, a year into developing self-discipline um, really slowing down, taking stock of my life, making better decisions, building foundations. And I think, you know, she was very opposite to that. Mm -hmm. She was very comfortable and self-disciplined, very, you know, safe, very steady and all those things, but um, was learning how to break out of her shell and how to mm -hmm. express and how to be a little risky and, and wild. And so, you know, we were these two rocket ships that just crossed together and were able to help each other in those arenas that we really weren't as comfortable as or as natural in. Yeah, we were both learning to be ourselves. So maybe that was part yeah. of the disconnection in, in the sex aspect too, is because we were just learning who we were and showing that to somebody else for the first time ever. And that was so scary. So yeah. my body, of course, just like, oh, yeah. And it, this doesn't work. Yeah. And <laughs> it's actually, yeah, yeah, we we see this all the time. Like it, it's it, it's kind of messed up in in one way, but people can be so open with a stranger because there's no strings, there's no heaviness, there's no consequence, there's not you don't know who they are. It's all possibility. Mm -hmm. It's all magic. It's all ethereal, right? And so you can have these crazy connections and this wild stuff, but that tends to burn out because, you know, if you don't get that, then you kind of look for that again and you're on this dopamine hit. Not just that. I feel like a lot of the time what happens is as you start to get into the relationship, that's when your true self starts to come out. Because when you first start meeting, when you meet somebody, it's like that facade that this is the best aspect of myself. And yeah. then when all the gunk starts to come out, then that's when the real relationship starts to happen. And it's such a gift when that when that happens, when all that that darkness starts coming in. Because there's a part of you, like that little wounded little girl inside of you, that's like, please love me, even though this stuff is happening. And is when somebody can hold space for that, you can really outgrow these these wounded aspects of yourself because you learn to love yourself and they let learn to love you as you're growing. So it's it's really beautiful what happens in the relationships. I think somehow we missed the whole like honeymoon phase of our initial <laughs> relationship because we were we were slow burning ourselves and very I don't want to say hesitant or blocked off to that energy, but I think I was maybe moving a little wiser, a little more cautiously mm -hmm. and really 
evaluating my steps and yeah we jumped into the deep end from the beginning yes yeah, so there was no like floofiness we we're just like okay there's that let's look at that let's yeah. work on it let's heal this let's go for it yeah so it was very intense wow so it was almost like like you guys were meant to meet and when you did it was like locked in like it was like a click kind of thing wow okay yeah 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 and, and yeah and because we we've been so dedicated on our own journey to self-discovery and stuff you know we didn't want to walk away from something that was hard because you could feel that underneath that there was something there mm -hmm. and i think you know speaking from my perspective personally when i look at isla when i first met her i could see beyond who she was showing me into that sort of wild expression and fun and and lightness and creativity that she was working towards, I could already see that within her, maybe even if she didn't see that in, as much in herself. Yeah, there was a deep sadness that was coming yeah. out with him. <laughs> I was traumatized from dating in, in LA and dating in my life and, and having horrible relationships and, uh, and on the, horrible sex experiences yeah. that just really traumatized me. And on the other end, I think that she could see, even though on paper at the time, like I'm fresh out of rehab, I just lost my business, I wasn't producing or playing music anymore. You didn't have a bank account, I didn't guys. have a bank account, <laughs> I didn't have a car, you know, like all of these things, I was like the worst p potential candidate for like husband material. But I think she could also see beyond those circumstances, right? Those you know, temporary circumstances th to who I really was. I think there's a magical aspect to that, too, because talk about when you're manifesting something, right? And then you're making a list of all of the things that you want in your ideal partner. And like you're imagining this thing and then something shows up with that same energy but it doesn't look exactly like what you have on that paper. But or the feeling like <laughs> or anything like it, but the feeling of those things is there. So right, you can't right. walk away from something because it doesn't look like you want it to look. It's the same thing, but the what you have to focus on is what your body's telling you in that moment. Because my whole mm -hmm. body came alive went with him. And this is actually interestingly enough, I, I haven't really even thought about that until you just said that. This is exactly what we tell people in our sessions. This is exactly like, you know, when we do longer coaching things with people or, or work with people on very specific energies of their life. This is what we say, follow the energy of something. If you can stay true to that energy and you can feel that, then it will manifest in your life. Yeah. It may not look like you think it's going to look or it may not happen and unfold in the same way. But if you can if you can hold on to the feeling of the energy, you will get what you're after. Yeah. So think about when they when they tell you, okay, you want to manifest your dream home, right? You have to tune into the feeling of what it would feel like to live in that home. What does that person do in their everyday life? Who do they interact with? Does that person match the person you are now? So yeah. you have to match the frequency. It's all about frequency. It's all about energy. So a lot of people get lost in visualizing what it looks like and forget about all the steps in the middle of like connecting 
to the feeling. And, and it's because it comes from the heart and the electromagnetic feel of the heart is way bigger than what is produced with the mind. And, I, and maybe that's a really simple way to, to distinguish 3D and 5D, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you're living in the three-dimensional realm, you're paying attention to the physicality things or to the circumstance of things mm-hmm. or to how they're appearing to you. But in the 5D realm, you're sensing the energy of something, the frequency of something. You're resonating with things, tuning into things, and living from that place. Mm-hmm. And those are two very, those are different worlds. Like when we walk into Trader Joe's sometimes, I feel like we're literally on different planets than some of the people around us, you know? Mm-hmm. And like we're literally living different lives and different spheres of existence because the energies are so different. Yeah. Actually, we have a really good example of that. We were walking in downtown LA, and I don't know if a lot of you might not know what this looks like, but sometimes it looks like something from the apocalypse and down like a yeah, skid row. I think we want, we were trying to go to Little Tokyo, but we went from the fashion district to Little Tokyo, the back way, which I completely forgot is all skid row. Yeah. Right. So it's just oh, like a bajillion tents and homeless mm-hmm. people. And You can feel the energy yeah. be- before you walk in there of how of where they're at because you can feel the stagnation but as we walked through nobody noticed us Mm -hmm. it was literally like we were invisible we walked through the entire you know maybe and we were in such a good mood that day we were flying high we're just connecting to each other all in love and it wasn't Mm -hmm. until the at the very end of, of skid row this guy came by he was riding his bike, he had a boombox, he was jamming out and like singing songs cool. and stuff. And he was like, ooh, what's up, you cool cats or something like that. And we we're like, oh, that guy's on the vibe, right? <laughs> he could see us because he was living in that in that plane, but we were literally invisible to everyone else. So it, it, At least it felt that way. Like yeah. nobody made eye contact, nobody noticed us. It was yeah. so incredible. And that's the power of energy, right? It's like you can have a literal bubble around you that nobody can see. It's 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 your magic. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand energy. A lot of people don't understand what it means to vibrate at a certain frequency, right? So I think that is what it, manifesting is. It's like, don't want this, I wish, or I hope it's like, no, what does it feel like to walk around like you the baddest bitch alive? <laughs> you know, what does it feel to like? To actually to, become that, yeah. yeah. Right, I, to I, embody that. I heard the story of Marilyn Monroe and she used to do that. She used to go out, um, I forgot who she was. She she went out with somebody and nobody recognized her. She was dressed normal and stuff. And then she asked the person she was with, do you want to see her? And she tuned into her frequency of Marilyn Monroe. And all of a sudden, all the eyes turned to her. And she became Marilyn Monroe. But when she was in her other energy, nobody noticed her. She can just walk by anyone and not be recognized. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's the downfall of many of us, right? Is that because we don't understand frequency and vibration, we don't even love ourselves, first of all. Because self-love is self-awareness, right? Which is then understanding energy and being more in tune with it. But most of us are walking around not even understanding what it means to love ourselves. You know, I was 32 when I was like, so what is it? It wasn't me, <laughs> you know, not like, you know, I'm 34 now and it's like, I'm still figuring out self-love and what that really looks like because 
we've been conditioned, I've been conditioned to be, to always put myself last, to not think about myself, to sacrifice myself for others. And I think as women too, that's in our blood, right? Because generation after generation after generation. So uh, even the concept of self-love, I think is radical for a lot of people, but also like, damn, when you, when you crack that open, strap in, because it's about to be a ride of your life. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Yeah. And that's, I mean, when we first started this, we we really we we had a deep place in our hearts for women especially because of course men get a, you know abused sexually abused abused you know we 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 go through our own things but women just seem to have really had a hard go at it and so much oppression suppression you know um caging of female sexuality of women being as brilliant and as amazing as they can be you know you, it's like you show up in your essence and then you get burnt at the stake because mm-hmm. you're too sexy or you're a witch or you're too magical or you're stealing your neighbor's husband or whatever the thing is. And so there's been this really dark energy around women. And for I, so long, I, actually, that's, you know, that's the catalyst for this first online course that we're releasing called Awaken mm-hmm. the Goddess. It's like, how do we help women shed some of this stuff right some of it's theirs and some of it's not some Mm -hmm. of it's just been put on you through centuries and millennium of these energies that are just not serving women becoming the goddesses that they are and so we we really took our time and crafted something that we think will help women tap into their own power yeah, because a lot of the time we're just giving it away or expecting somebody else to love us and see that magic inside of us and then we'll come alive. But that doesn't happen. You don't come alive because somebody else sees it. You can for like 10 minutes and then you're going to be all like, oh, my God, does he actually love me? And they start questioning everything and not actually accept the love that's coming to you because you don't accept yourself. That was happening to us. Yeah. He was loving me and I was like, not open to receiving anything he was giving me because I didn't love myself. Yes, yes. I also think, you know, when you stifle and you suffocate and you keep home the divine feminine, right? Which is really, the divine feminine is really the ruler, right? If we all lived in that flow and then had the masculine come in when we had to finish things up, I mean, that we would be living in a very different society. So this is what it looks like when you keep the divine feminine in a cage and (laughs) you know it's ugly for everyone it's 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 kali it's like you know the energy of kali is that she just goes on a war spree and cuts down everything in her path and burns down everything around her because it's that toxic wounded female feminine energy right and Which is sometimes very needed to destroy all the bullshit. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. In some ways, I think that's where we are today. I think you're seeing a backlash of all that suppression, of all that holding down of women. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it hurts men too, because men are left longing for connection, longing for that love between the man and the woman and it's not happening because she's so wounded and she's unable to love herself she's unable to show up she doesn't feel safe on add sexual abuse trauma you know all of that stuff into the mix and it's just you know of of course women aren't feeling like showing up Mm -hmm. it's not safe it hasn't been safe for a long time Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, not to mention what we're, you know, constantly shown, the bodies that we should have, you know, what we should be wearing, what we should be looking like. And that in itself is just like a whole – and then on top of that, food, you know, just always being on diets, always being obsessed with like having a flat stomach. Like I, you know, I still have many struggles with my body. And in many ways I do feel disconnected because I abused it for so long and so, you know, we've, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done, especially for women. But uh, when it does happen, damn, it's, you cannot stop a goddess emerging. And you know what's interesting is that when talking about energy, when you as a woman can connect to that energy of joy and of self-confidence and of being inspired and creative, the body thing will actually naturally fall in mm-hmm. line. The foods that you eat will naturally be foods that inspire you and inspire your creativity and give you natural energy. The sex you have will naturally become more connected and more orgasmic and better because you're fully showing up. It's, so it's everything is a byproduct of that self. Exactly. It's all a byproduct of coming from that loving place. But when you're coming from that fearful place or from that negative place or that toxic place, then by being in that energy, you're going to eat those Doritos. You're going to, you know, not go to the gym. You're going to and then you're going to hate yourself for it. And you and you see how it becomes a cycle. And you know what? A a good example of that is um, let's say you love cookies, right? And a cookie just like fills you up. But then anytime you don't feel good, you go to that cookie to fill that space up. But you don't even enjoy the cookie. You just eat the cookie just like, oh, my God, let me just eat this whole bag because I need to fill myself with this stuff. As opposed to like, okay, let me treat myself and indulge myself in this cookie and let me slow down and smell it and taste it and like just savor every bite. You don't need to eat a whole bag. You get completely satisfied with that one cookie. Right. And I feel like in general in life, we're doing that with everything. We're just finding things to fill us up and then we overindulge in things when we don't need to. And and instead of doing the self-work, we are looking to outside things to, to do that for us. Yeah, we're like, uh, we're drugging it away, we're drinking it away, we're eating it away. We're, we're... looking for that dopamine yeah. all the time. Yeah, that hit. And then why do you think we keep looping and not healing? Well, because you're not loving it and healing it and and really being with it and that's why so it's like you know when you're on that loop you know you're so full of stuff of negativity of toxic toxic stuff that you need that 10 percent dopamine hit you you like you're gonna die without it but if you'll just empty out the stuff Mm -hmm. just pour out all that negativity all that toxic stuff you have so much more room to live that orgasmic life, to live that. And you don't need as much, right? Like our lives are very simple. We eat really healthy, delicious food. We like to go to the farmer's market. You know, we don't have to go do a million things every day. We we really try to be invited to amazing events or go to things mm-hmm. that are going to uplift us or where we're going to connect with amazing people. And the rest of the time, we're happy to be in our own energy or go it's, for a hike in nature. It's it's very simple. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't need fireworks and Molly to feel, you know, connected to the universe. We can get that just through being happy and joyous in our own life. And that, that's what Tantra teaches, right? Is It's more about the quality of things that you do rather than the quantity of things or 
the exertion and the force, right? When you're trying to force something, sure, you're going to feel it. But what if you slow down and slow down even more than you think you should slow down and you connect to the moment? What if you look into your partner partner's eyes as you're making love and you inhale and you soften into it instead of forcing yourself to open or thrusting, right? So all of the little tiny micro movements actually become electric, and you, your whole body becomes electric and that orgasmic energy starts to awaken from the inside. And then it's not about having this one orgasm that's just going to be over in like 30 seconds. Your entire lovemaking becomes about that type of energy and cultivating it and moving it and expanding it. And that's exactly what it teaches you to do in life. You take that same practice into your life. How do you slow down when you're eating to enjoy everything? How do you enjoy spending time with your kids, with your friends? Like, are you really talking about anything or are you tapped out, checking on your phone and doing 10 million things because you don't know how to connect to the moment? And and for and for the people listening to this that may have just woken up or may be very new to this, we find a lot of times that people are like, oh, just feel great and just float around and just become open and orgasmic. And it's they make it sound so floofy and so easy. But like we just want to let you know it's not always like that. Yeah. And very likely it won't be like that. When you start to feel things and open up into feeling, that means you have to feel all that stuff that sucks. Yeah. All that stuff that's inside of you that stuff. hurts. And so a lot of times in the beginning of this journey, there's a really big speed bump that you have to get over because there's so much stuff built up. But stick with it and really be consistent and show up for yourself and get through the heavier stuff. That It won't last forever. Mm -hmm. It's just a really, uh, it's a barrier to entry in the beginning because you've had you know, 20 years of stuff, 30 years of stuff, 40 years of stuff built up. You're emptying that glass of however long you've been in the unconsciousness. Yeah. So feeling that unconsciousness hurts. Yeah. And what we want people to realize is it's not about the pain. Like you can't force it to come out. But when it does show up, allow yourself to feel it. If you suppress it, it'll become heavier and it'll be harder to get rid of later because you've been just shoving stuff down this entire time. So when it does show up, you don't go looking for it. When it shows up in your life, sit with it, breathe into it, make a sound, move around, do, do something to move that energy and then start to let that go. But and you, you won't have to. This is not something you're going to have to do for the rest of your life. That really heavy majority of stuff, like it really just is in the beginning. Once you have that foundation, it's 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 like maintaining a garden or, you know, you know, the, as a weed pops up, just pluck it out. And, and then it becomes much more simple just to do it in your day to day yeah. life. If you kind of skip a few weeks, you're going to have to do a lot more work. <laughs> but if you maintain it, if you keep that awareness up and see when those weeds are popping out, then you just pluck them. And then it, it becomes easier to move through life. It's not so heavy and it's not like, oh, my God, I have to do shadow work and it sucks. <laughs> it just becomes part of life. Well, it's like it's also too like I'm at this point where like when I do get triggered, I'm like, all right, let's just let's just let's just nip this in the butt now. Let's just pull it out with the root because I'm tired. Of you showing up. OK, I'm, I'm tired of avoiding this. Just go for it. And I think 
that's what keeps me on this journey is every time you do it, it, it gets more magical. Oh, yeah. And the dopamine you get from overcoming that is more than any bag of cookie you're ever going to yeah. eat. It's so good. Like your whole brain lights up. Well, you see, and you start to get a sense of self-worth and mm -hmm. self-love, right? And then, then it's like, and, and that's like, I think most people are seeking liberation mm -hmm. and joy, right? And freedom. And so I think that comes from knowing that you can go through anything in life and be okay. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to cultivate that, Ellie, like when it's like, okay, this is showing up, let's nip it in the bud and let's move on. Then what comes from that is you're like, no matter what life throws at me, mm -hmm. I know I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And that is freedom. Then yes. you're not a victim to circumstance. So you're not a slave to the things happening around you, but you are proactive. You are facing life head on and really, you know, getting the most out of what it has to give you. And then you, you'll, you'll start to find that when you're doing that really heavy stuff, it's very small. It's a small amount of time. Mm -hmm. If you put all of your attention towards it, maybe it lasts five minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, and then you're moving on, yeah. right? I challenge every single person listening to next time they feel that uncomfortable feeling or they feel, I don't know, emotion that they don't want to deal with in that moment. Instead of pushing it down, taking a deep breath into their body and feeling the sensation in their body. It might be super weird and uncomfortable to feel it, but as you pay attention to that energy, it starts to move up and out. Mm -hmm. Or it starts to transform in some other way. And it's kind of amazing because you realize that nothing is permanent. Oof. Nothing, either a good feeling or a bad feeling. So when you start to identify with the fact, oh, I'm not going to feel this for, you know, the rest of my life. Let me just be with it right now. And it's going to leave faster. I almost like say like, okay, who, who's, who's here? <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, okay, unworthy, yeah, unworthiness is here. And, you know, uh, jealousy is here. And it's, I'm really learning. This is about love. This is really about love and loving those parts of you. And I think that many of us spend so much time in our egoic mind coming from uh, just so constant. And then it, it becomes anger and bitterness and, and hatred towards self. And this is how we lose it, right? And so, you know, I think it's it, the way you put it is very beautiful and simple because people need tools. I feel like people talk about shadow work all the time. But it's like, what is it? Yeah, and how do I do <laughs> what, it? What, yeah. What, yeah, how do I do it? So, like, for anybody out there who have a hard time, like, because it's really about tapping into your heart, right? It's about opening. It's about loving these, these very, this, this pain, right? How, what would you say to someone who's like, okay, how do I start opening my heart? Like, how do I even start accessing that? Okay, yeah, I, I think, I think first is, and this is something we're really big on, is emotions show up in the body. Right. And so most people, we can tell you like the I'd say the three biggest places are the stomach, the heart and the up in the head. The head's usually some sort of buzzing or headache or uncomfortable feeling. The stomach is like imagine someone punches you in the stomach and knocks the wind out of you. It just you feel sick or oh, like hurts. you want to throw up. Or, or, you know, a lot of times you have that gut feeling. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't go to this party. You probably shouldn't go on a date with this guy. You know, like it's that really gut kind of thing. And then in the heart, I mean, everyone knows what a broken heart feels like or that heaviness on your chest. So, you know, as a practical tool, when you feel something... Take a breath, like she said, 
slow down where are you feeling that right mm -hmm. when your partner triggers you or your parents say some janky stuff and it makes you feel a certain way where where does it make you feel oh that's in my stomach okay let me just breathe into my stomach and let me let let's imagine your body is a five-year-old you know, let that five-year-old express itself. Let that five-year-old throw that tantrum. And they might not have the right words. They haven't learned how to communicate that yet. But they're they're telling you, hey, I'm feeling terrible right now. Yeah. I'm feeling unseen or unheard or whatever it is, right? So they don't know how to say that. And instead, they, they throw this tantrum that hurts your ears so you pay attention, right? Yeah. So if your stomach is hurting... And you realize, oh, my God, I feel terrible right now. Let me put my hands on my stomach. Then you breathe into that pain and you concentrate on the sensation and the feeling that you have in your belly and you breathe into it. And as you breathe into it, you ask your belly, what do I need to say? Or whatever question you want to ask yourself, right? And you're asking your belly to answer that. Or what can I do in this moment yeah. to make you feel better? Yeah. And, and you'll hear something very simple. Like sometimes it would just say, let go or soften. And that right there is your body speaking to you. That is the language of your body. Because so, we are so identified with the mind, with what do I need to do? How do I do it? How do like make up this whole plan, right? But the body is very simple. And if you listen to it, sometimes listening will make it go away immediately. Other times it'll tell you, it'll direct you on how to do it. But you have to quiet down and be gentle and treat yourself like that five-year-old that doesn't have the language. And and I think underneath all that, what's happening is you're accepting the moment as it is. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, oh, I wish this wasn't happening or I don't want to be here or any of that stuff, which leaves you in a powerless place. If you can accept it, okay, this is happening to me. This is valid. I'm feeling terrible about this why what's going on then you can identify what we like to call the root of it right the 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 triggering and the yelling or whatever might come from that that's all a manifestation of the root but at the root what's happening oh i'm being hurt right now so how can i how can i move through this and then give myself what i need to not feel hurt mm -hmm. and what that does is it empowers you because now the power is not in the person that's hurting you. You've reclaimed the power for yourself and figured out how to self-soothe and how to bring wholeness back to yourself. Mm -hmm. And once you start to do that in each of those situations that comes along, and listen, you don't have to go looking for them. Life is coming for you, yeah. right? It's <laughs> going to happen to you. People are going to make you mad. Someone's going to cut you off in traffic. Someone's going to say something mean at the grocery store. This is life. Like, it's going to happen. What can you do about it? How can you give yourself what you need in that moment and stop expecting other people to? Because oftentimes they're not because they're dealing with their own stuff, yeah. right? And that's what some people don't understand is that all of these hurts is because you're seeing the world through your pain glasses, right? Through your conditioning, through your wounds. So anything that reminds you of that wound, it's not just that moment that's hurting you. It's all of the moments that have been accumulated from the past that you haven't released, that you haven't like that you haven't expressed. So in that moment, it feels like the end of the world. 
And this happens a lot in relationships. And we tend to blame our partners for our pain. And it's not really them doing it. It's the accumulation of times that we haven't been heard. One of the two biggest triggers in life, pain and family. And, and I mean, sorry, relationships and family. I said pain. Relationships and family. Why? Because they touch you in the most tender places, right? <laughs> they really get down into that vulnerability and they poke you there. And on one hand, that's the best place to evolve from mm -hmm. because it's a calling to step into your higher self and, and learn how to give yourself what you need. But on the other hand, the, the negative side of it, if you get stuck in that cycle, then they can just keep hurting you worse and worse and worse and worse and, and you never grow from it. It's a calling to wake up, mm -hmm. to love yourself and, and to really to really show up as you. And it's a gift. Most people completely dismiss that because they're like, oh, that fucker is making me feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And it's not them. It's it's about you in that moment. Right. What do you need? Right. Yeah. You. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah, I think a good way to see it is like, what age am I showing up right now in this emotion? You know, when I'm angry, when I feel unworthy, when I feel rejected, right? I think it's like, I'm, I'm pretty young. I'll tell you that, okay? I'm pretty young. I'm always like, damn, I'm always little. But um, yeah, and, and it's it's really about spending time with that and feeling it and, and loving it. And so it's, thank you for that advice. It's so magical. Um, I know that you guys are your new parents, all right? And uh, you're... <laughs> Not only are you raising a human now, uh, you are also running a whole business. But can you talk a little bit about this program that you're launching? Because I think that a lot of my listeners I know are uh, like me. And it's not I'm, I'm not this sexual goddess out here. You know, I think that, you know, I always tell Isla, like Isla, I know that, you know, you're a huge advocate advocate for the yoni egg and i have one and i'm really really trying to connect with my womb and understand you know this relationship because i think a lot of my trauma has really made me just separate from that and so uh just yeah just talk a little bit about this uh, this program that you guys have coming out the, um awaken the goddess is basically it's very good for people starting out in their sexual journey because i put together something that i would have liked when i started because you find so much thing, so many courses about how to be orgasmic and how to be in this power. But what happens when you can't get there and then you're frustrated and then you're like, what the hell? I don't know how to be that. And then you get angry and then it, it's a lot. And it's that, a lot to get started with. And I think that plays into this, uh, you know, women sort of judging themselves like, mm -hmm. oh, she has this thing I don't have or she can orgasm or she's so sexy and so pretty and I can't be that. You know, and that judgment and stuff is like, like working through that and getting past that and finding out your own goddess, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about what she does, it's about what you do. And then some people, it might take, you know, years to get wake up to to their goddess, right? And some people might take five minutes. And and I've I've it's funny because through this journey, I would teach women all of this stuff that I was going through, and they would just blossom. And I was I would look at him and be like, Am I a complete? fraud because I'm not there yet because I know how to do all these things and I'm I I can't wake up to myself yet in so many moments and that's part of it it's like my journey is completely different and I had to I'm still waking up to parts of myself that I hadn't discovered you know getting birth a, a, awakened yeah. awakened different parts of my body that I hadn't discovered and our connection got deeper because of it so it just keeps opening up 
if you are consistent about doing this kind of work. So the course is, we start with shadow work because you have to understand that blueprint that is in your body. Where did this conditioning come from? How did you develop these limiting beliefs? And it's really about introspection and then burning it, like just having a ceremony to just bleh, release all of that stuff and then starting to get to know your body. Like, how does my body work? What do I have to do to awaken it? How does desire work? How does arousal work? How um, does energy work? How do, what, what is Tantra? What is Taoism? What is sacred sexuality? And how does all of that work together? And how do I put a plan together that works for me? And that doesn't have, like, it may look completely different than her. And, and I think that, you know, it, this course really represents a few different things. It represents the work we've done in our private sessions that we learned from. It represents healing on a spiritual level as a person, and it represents healing sexuality and moving into a more orgasmic nature. So as we were developing the course, you know, it took us, it actually took us longer to develop the course than to make a baby, than to bring a human into the world. Yeah. And so, because, because we would go, you know, further in one aspect and then realize we needed to balance it in another aspect, right? So, okay, we want to talk about orgasms. We want to talk about pleasure and all this stuff, but how do you really get there? And what are the practical ways to bring someone there? Well, it's all fine and good if you have the knowledge of something, but that doesn't necessarily make it real for you in your life. Mm -hmm. So how do we build a bridge to get them from where they are now mm -hmm. to practically doing these things, getting this knowledge and then experiencing this outcome in their life? And that's actually been a lot harder than we initially thought, mm -hmm. because it's not just about teaching someone about orgasms. It's like, if they're not happening, why aren't they happening? Mm -hmm. What's been happening in your life leading up to this? What's the context? How did we get here? And how do we move on from yeah. here? So, so it's a very it's a very holistic mm -hmm. approach to healing and then experiencing that new orgasmic energy. And especially for, for women who have experienced any sort of trauma, which I don't know someone who hasn't. I mm. have yet to meet someone that hasn't gone through something traumatic and in, in having sex or experiencing themselves in relation to another person. So and having, it, yeah, having... I, I think to clarify <laughs> that, some people think of trauma as like, you know, rape and molestation. So, and obviously that is really heavy trauma. But trauma can also be being penetrated when you weren't ready. Mm -hmm. Or having disconnected sex too fast or, or being too rough in the middle of sense. Just anything you weren't ready for that you didn't want. And women, especially in sex experience trauma so much especially in those early years mm -hmm. right guys don't know what they're doing Not just they, they in their just... early years like right now <laughs> yeah. i know no one's giving consent the right way yeah because this is one of the practices that we do in our own work and in our own life we every time that we have sex he asks me for, for permission mm -hmm. before he enters my body before anything is penetrated there is consent and that sounds crazy may sound crazy for people who've been in relationships for like i don't know 20 30 years but guess what every time he asks me my body softens and i allow him in and i feel like i am safe and i am in control of my body and we're not properly taught to do that 
Mm-hmm. And so anytime your body is bracing, that's trauma that you're putting into your body. Mm-hmm. And think about that for as many years as you've been having sex. Every time that you're not asked, your body's bracing and you're bracing and you're bracing. Over time, that bracing becomes a really big block to opening up. Oof. Oof. So ask permission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask permission. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, you guys have to come back for like another interview because you know we gotta we gotta talk more. Where can people find you? I think uh, on our Instagram, the Love Gurus LA, and then on our website www.thelovegurusla.com, you can find this online course that we just launched. We're gonna be launching. So we have so much more stuff to do, and we're gonna be a little quicker about it now that we that we've done the first one. We have a men's course coming up later this year, a second women's course that for the people that have been on the journey for a little bit and want to really get into the the energetics of sex and the energy orgasm and the yoni egg and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. really <clears throat> taking them more into the pleasure aspect of it mm-hmm. rather than the healing aspect. And we have a couples course as well and one specifically for trauma that we're going to do. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we'll have something for you. But this first one is coming out next week. And it's basically your intro into yourself and into sacred sexuality and, and to release that beautiful goddess that you have inside of you to awaken her and softly open her up to go into the world. And when we say women, you know, we, I guess we're saying anyone with a vagina, right? That was born with a vagina. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, you know, just anatomically speaking, Mm -hmm. I know, please don't take offense if we speak a lot with male, female and all that kind of stuff. That's just our relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're speaking about it in these terms. But you know, obviously this work includes lesbian couples and, you know, hetero, homo, pansexual, asexual, any, it doesn't Anyone matter. that wants to learn about the vagina. Anyone that wants to learn about the <laughs> about, vagina. About the yoni. I don't like to say vagina yeah. anymore because vagina is completely speaking about just one part of the anatomy. The yoni speaks of all parts of the, the female anatomy. Yeah, it's a sweeter word, Yoni. Yeah, Yeah, it's softer, isn't it? I love you guys. That's no secret. And uh, I'm so excited for everything that's coming down the pipeline. And I I hope you guys all really, really jump in at this program because it's really going to change the game for you. And uh, you guys will come back on the podcast? Of Of course. course. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, I love you guys so much. And until next time, guys, we'll talk to you then. Bye.